You are listening to the Sojourn Church Podcast. If you have any questions or would like to view a video version of this message, please visit our website, sojournchurch.org. I recently heard a story about a young boy who was uh, having a conversation with his dad. And he said to his father, he said, Dad, how big is God? Just how big is God that you pray to, talk to? How big is he? The father looked up in the sky, as most men do when they don't have the answer to any question. It's the same thing that I do when Vanessa asks me a question, except for I go, huh? Um, And just for you ladies that may not know, we say, huh, because we're trying to find the answer to the question there. It's not because we didn't hear you. It's because we're trying to find the answer to the question that you just asked. Can I get a witness, man? Come on. Y'all probably mad at me for telling y'all a secret, but anyway, the secret's out. Well, he asked the father, he said, how, how, how big is God? And just at that moment, when he looked up in the sky to try to figure out the answer, he saw an airplane flying through the air. And he, he told his son, he said, son, you see that airplane? And he said, yes, dad, I, I do. He goes, how big is that plane? And he said, that plane is tiny. It's, it's, it's real tiny. He said, really? He said, yes, it is. He said, let's take a ride. So they get in the car, and he drives them to the airport, and they see that same plane. He shows it to them. It's the same plane. It's a 747 jet. And he says, now, son, how, how big is that plane? He said, it's enormous, Dad. It's a big plane. And he said, that's how God is. The closer you get to him, the bigger he is. And I want to tell you that we're talking about prayer today, and the truth is They had to get in the vehicle to go to the airport to see how big the plane is. Prayer is a vehicle that causes us to be able to see how big our God is. Do you believe that? We talk about prayer. We we love talking about what prayer is, and we are people who pray. Do you believe that? And and I don't care how big your problem is. Some of you may be going through some things in your life that you that seem like it's insurmountable. They're so it's so big, it's so, so crazy big that you just you just like, I can't get over it, I can't see past it, I don't know what's going on and I don't know what else to do. But I'm telling you what, you can always take it to the Lord in prayer. Because as as the old hymn says, I'm taking you back. What a friend we have in Jesus. Come on, sing it with me. You know it? Grease to bear. Yes, sing it, sing it. Oh, privilege to care. Everything to God. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble? anywhere we should never be this never say now when I was a kid we sang that song I would be like Lord 
I need to take it to you in prayer because I know I'm going to get a spanking when I get home because I did something I wasn't supposed to do. So that's what that meant. But I'm telling you something. There is something about prayer. Let me tell you what it is. There is something about hooking up with the cosmos, the one who created the heavens and the earth. There is something about the power of prayer that when we see that we are backed by heaven, when we pray and we realize that there is power in prayer, there is nothing that we can do as a people. Do you understand what I'm telling you. Prayer is powerful. The reason why some of you are here today is because of prayer and because of what somebody prayed for you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's prayer. Some of you may be going through what I saw the other day. I took, I call them, they're my nieces, um, but we went to Chuck E. Cheese the other day uh, and I took them there and I was observing that game that they have called the whack-a-mole. You know what I'm talking about? Where the mole comes up and you hit it with the little hammer. And then another one comes up and you hit it with the hammer. You know what I'm talking about? And then the, the more you hit it, the more tickets come out, right? And so I realized that this young, this young man, I was observing him because there was no way I was going to play the other games. I was observing him uh, and I was waiting for the pizza to come. But I was looking at him and all of a sudden he got to the point where he was frustrated because he could not keep up with the moles that were coming. Anybody ever experienced that? Every time you turn around, it seems like there's something coming up. That anybody, am I the only one? Some, sometimes, the Bible's falling apart. Good night. That's, that's a well-read Bible, I'm just telling you. Every time you turn around, there's, some, there's something that's coming up, and you can't, you can't hit it fast enough. You can't hit it fast enough. Something, there's something that comes up in your marriage. There's something that comes up on the job. There's something that comes up in your kids. Something that's always coming up, and you, you can't whack it fast enough. And so here's, here's what I observed. He was frustrated. He was upset because he wanted them tickets. Can I, I'm telling you, he wanted, Chuck E. Cheese didn't have enough tickets for what this little kid wanted. And so he, he just was frustrated. And then I saw him walk off, and I thought, well, he's finished. He's done. He's done with that game. Oh, but he wasn't, because he went back and got by four of his friends. And he said, you stand right there, you stand over here, and you stand right here. And every time it comes up, you cover this side, and you cover this side, and you cover this side, and I'm telling you, we're going to whack every mold that comes up. And so all of a sudden, they put it in, and it started coming up. They were whacking, and he was whacking, and they got a, tickets were just flooding out of the deal. And I'm telling you, they were whacking the mold and smiling at the same time. I got that one. Yeah, I got that one. You get him over there, and they got him. And I'm telling you what, it reminded me of when the saints get together and we join together in prayer. Whenever the enemy tries to come in like a flood, the Bible says that he raises a standard up against him. When the saints get together and pray, there is nothing that we can't do. And I'm telling you what, we're not praying for tickets, but that brother went to the, he went to the, uh, the counter with all those tickets and set them on there. I think they gave him like a tootsie roll because that's all you get when you get the, the little tickets. But I'm telling you what, there's something about when the saints come together and pray and see results happen because we serve a God who says that when we pray according to his will, he hears us. That's the, it says this. I, I, I didn't finish it. It says, this is the confidence that we have in him, that when we pray according to his will, he hears us. He's not deaf. You don't have to yell at him. He's, his arm is not short. He's mighty to save. And he's a God who hears his, his children. If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to Luke chapter 11? 
And while you're turning to Luke chapter 11, I'm going to give you some quotes about prayer. You heard Billy Graham talking about prayer. I love it when he talks about prayer, but here's some quotes. This one is um, anonymous. No, absolutely. This one as the one um, that this is anonymous. It says, if you only pray when you're in trouble, you are in trouble. Is that true? This is my quote. I, this, is, uh, this is me. You can, you can write my name beside this one. The prayer is the passport that positions his people to be used for his purpose. I'm going to say that again. Prayer is the passport that positions his people to be used for his purpose. That's what he's called. Corey Ten Boone says this. Ask this question. Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? This is anonymous. Prayer, the world's greatest wireless connection. Martin Luther said, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. Billy Graham said, to get a nation back on its feet, we must first get down on our knees. Now, here's, as we get ready to read Luke 11, thinking about the fact that this is what it said in verse, um, Luke 11 and verse 1. So now it came to pass as he was praying. I want you to think about this. Put yourself in this story, this passage that I'm reading. Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he sees that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Now look up here just for a second. That was his custom. You think about that. He was praying in a certain place. The disciples observed this. They saw him pray. They were with him. Remember, we talked about the fact that, that, that the blessing was that you be covered with the dust of your rabbi. So they followed him. There were times where he would break away and pray, but they saw him pray, and they said, listen, listen, don't notice this. They didn't say, hey, can you teach us how to cast out devils? Can you teach us how to do miracles? Can you teach us how to do signs and wonders? Can you teach us to do? They said, can you, can you please, can you teach us how to pray just as John taught his disciples to pray? And so that's what he said. He, as John taught, so he said to them, now here's a phrase that I want you to get. He said, when you pray. It wasn't a suggestion, not when you get around to it, if by chance, when you pray. His disciples were, as to be disciples of, of Jesus, followers of Jesus, we pray. We begin to pray, uh, we, and God has called us, so we pray. It's the vehicle for us to be able to, to get things done and to be able to, you try to try to talk about moving heaven. Um, heaven, he, he doesn't move. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Prayer moves us into position for his will. Amen? That's what it's about. He said, when you pray, our Father, shard in heaven, hallowed be thy, your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sin. For we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Then he says, he said to them, which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on his journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, 
Do not trouble me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because he is persistent, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. Now, we're going to keep on reading there, but I want to stop here for a second. When I used to read this verse, I used to think that the friend that was, was, had the door shut <clears throat> and was in bed with his family, I used to think that was God. Because it says, this is the sin. If you had a friend at night, you had a friend that would come in and needed three loaves, you'd go to that friend and knock on the door and say, hey, I need that. And I can't give it to you because I'm already in bed. I'd be like, look at God. He just shut the door on me. But the truth is, God is not the one that shuts the door. It is incumbent upon the one who asks. And so it is on us to be able to ask a God, but to have the right perception of who God is. God is not the friend who would shut a door on you. He's not the friend who would wait for you to just keep on begging. He's not a, he don't want his children. You don't have to, this, David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed having to beg for bread. So the truth is that God is a benevolent God. He's a good, good father. He's amazing father. He's El Shaddai. He's, he's more than enough. He's a God of plenty. He has everything that you need. Matter of fact, he says, I'll supply all of your needs according to, your, to my riches and glories by Christ Jesus. So the perspective is, is you asking, but knowing that God is the one who provides for us. Isn't that a good, isn't that a good thing? That's some good news for you. For those of you that have been asking, because some of you have been asking, some of you have been seeking. That's what we're going to read here next. Verse 9 says, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone, everyone, everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, Will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, would he offer him a scorpion? If you, then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? That's a good God. Now, I love this part where it says, you fathers, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. One of the best things that happened to me this, in this past year was we knew that our daughter, one sitting in front of me, needed a car. We were saving. We were saving money. Well, Vanessa was saving money. I was spending it. But she was saving. We were saving. And we were looking for to be able to get her a car. And I'm telling you what, when I drove that car into that, into that, into that driveway and I walked out and walked into that house, I'm telling you what, I couldn't wait. Vanessa's like, slow down, honey. I go, I'm telling you, I can't wait. Because that's the father's heart. The father, father's heart is not to withhold from you. It's like Bill Johnson said, he's not hiding stuff from you. He's, he's hiding it for you. He's wanting you to find it. It was like the kids were during Easter when they would, when Vanessa would be like, let's have an Easter egg hunt. She was hiding stuff. They were tripping over eggs, you know, falling over. Why? Because she wanted them to find them. And they were so glad to find those eggs. But 
I'm telling you what, it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the keys to the kingdom. The Bible says that he's a God who is full of mercy. He's full of care. He is wanting his children to have everything they need to be everything that he's called them to be. Everything that you're facing right now, you're not facing it alone because you know a God that said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. Some of you are facing things right now and you can't whack the mold fast enough. I know somebody that said that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, but every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, he'll condemn because this is the inheritance of all the saints. All my brothers and sisters have access and have an inheritance and they are blessed in the city, blessed in the country, blessed in the field, blessed going in, blessed going out. Windows are open to pour out blessings that you don't have room enough to receive. God has given you everything that you need to be who he's called you to be. If you'll ask him, some of you say, well, how long do I knock? You know what? It didn't say. <laughs> I was looking too. How long do you knock? I keep knocking. I'll keep knocking because I'm going to get an answer. Did it say how long to ask? It didn't say. I was looking, looking for a number. It was like my kids when they were little. They'd be like, well, they wouldn't do that to me. they do it to their mom. Mama, 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 mama. What? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Raise your hand, mom, if you experienced that. Can I get a witness in the house? And yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I would do that. I'd do that to my mom just to hear go, what? I just wanted to hear you say that. I tortured my mother with that kind of stuff. It was one day, it's a true story. One day, we, <laughs> she, was, I was, we were, she was mad at me all day about something. And so she, she, she just snapped. And she said, in the name of Jesus, come out of him. <laughs> Y'all are laughing, but this is a true story. I said, we won't let him go. That's a true story. You can ask my mom. It happened to me. She said, stop that. Stop that. I go, Arr. if I'd have had some Alka-Seltzer tablets, I'd have put them in my mouth so I could foam at the, uh, uh, foam at the mouth so she could. She said, I'm telling your daddy. I go, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, sorry. No demon. I'm, he I'm healed. In my right mind, God, a miracle had just happened. Already healed. God has already healed me. She's going to get healed when he pulled the belt down, too. So. You're going to get double healed. It's a true story. You can ask her. Now, see, some of you are laughing, but the truth is, is that we see God in a light that we feel like we got to beg for him or you feel like that he's not with us. And so there are three things that I want to say to you this morning. If you're taking notes, this is what I believe God is saying to us. Number one, he wants us to pray consistently. Three C's. He wants us to pray consistently. The Bible says for us to pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. We need to be a people who pray without ceasing. How do you do that? That means that I'm not praying 24 hours a day. What am I doing? See, the truth is, is you're connected. You are hooked up with God all the time. And so 
there's always times that God's downloading things to me because I'm hooked up to him. I'm praying, whatever it is, I'm praying. I'm praying, God, what do, you, what do you want me to do here? I don't know what to do. I need your wisdom here. You said if I asked for wisdom that you would give it to me and you wouldn't hold back. And so, Lord, you said and get wisdom. You said also get understanding. Lord, I don't understand what Vanessa just said to me. So you, can you understand, help me understand what's going on? I mean, I'm praying all the time. I pray over my wife. I said, Lord, she's your daughter. You know what she needs. I don't know what she needs today, but you do, God. Can you help me be the husband to her that you need that she needs today? I'm praying over my kids. Lord, I, I'm, I'm their dad. You gave them to me. I need your help today. I need your help today. Can you please help me be the father to them that they need today? I don't want to be an absent father. I need, I need your help. And I'm praying all the time, special times, but we're connected. Jesus was so connected to the father that he only did what he saw the father doing, and he only said what he heard the father saying. And then he broke off to pray. He did both. He was connected. He saw, I'm doing this because the Father's doing it. I'm healing blind eyes because the Father did it. I'm saying this because the Father said it. Why are you saying that? How can you say your sins be forgiven you? Because my Father said it. Right. He was hooked up to the Father. So he said that. And then he still broke out alone time to pray. So I'm telling you what, is, is, it, is it one or the other? It's both and. Praying without without ceasing is what God's called us to do. And this, it's, it's, and this what, it's our perspective of him. And so how do, you, how do you do that? How do you, how do you pray? Because this is a question I always ask. If you knew that God would answer your prayer every time you, you pray, would you pray more? It's not a trick question. Would you pray more? You know you would. You know you pray. We're praying all the time. But why, do, why don't we pray as much as we, we should? I'm not trying to put guilt on you, but why not? Is it because we may not, may not believe he's good? Maybe you've had some prayers that were, that were not answered. If I could give you a guaranteed way to get your prayers answered, would you pray it? Here's, here's what I, I believe, that when we pray the will of God over situations and circumstances, we get our prayers answered. Do you know why? Because he said it. It's already in his word. When I pray over my family, I pray the word over my family because he, and he says this. This is what's so cool about God because I'm not just praying, Lord, mm, would you make me a hunks again so my wife would see me as, as I did when I, as she did when I was 21? Lord, would you please, can you please help me, Lord? To come, just would you bring me into alignment, alignment with your word? I mean, no, it's none of that. Here's what I'm praying. Because I'm like, Lord, I pray that the eyes of my understanding will be opened in the knowledge of you. I'm praying, God, that, 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 that every, every, that all the things that you've called me to do today, Lord, I submit my will to you. See, we're praying what we want. I'm praying what God wants. The perfect prayer, not my will, but your will be done. See, that's it. We pray what you want. Because sometimes, do you do that sometimes where you, you try to help God out with your prayers? God, if you would just, if you would just help him, Lord, just smack him. If you would, Lord, just, just, I'll turn my head. I won't even look. If you'll just smack him, Lord, bring him into alignment. You know, it's not your will. It's his, it's his will be done. And so when I pray the word and I pray the word of God, I'm praying his will 
because he said it, and the Bible says that he watches over his word to perform it. And if he's watching over his word to perform it, when I pray his will, which is his word, then he'll watch over his word to make sure that it gets done. Do you understand what I'm saying? God, would you, would you, would you cause the eyes of their understanding to be, to be opened in the knowledge of you? Would you help them to comprehend with all the saints the depth and the width and the height of your love? God, I'm asking you to give them wisdom today. Lord, you said to get wisdom, and then while I'm getting wisdom, you said to also get understanding. You said, Lord, that when my enemies come in like a flood, you raise a standard up against them. Then you said, God, that you disarmed all principalities and all powers and all rules, and you've given me power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt me. Today is a day that you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I have the mind of Christ. That means I get to think your thoughts today. I'm thankful, God, that I'm in the kingdom of light, that I'm no longer in the kingdom of darkness, but I'm in the kingdom of light. And I thank you, Lord, that the light is shine. You said, arise, shine, that because our light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen. The glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. I thank you, Lord that my family is saved. I thank you, Lord, that they're sanctified. I thank you, Lord, that they're walking in light. I thank you, God, that today they're protected because you said that you would give your angels charge over them and they'll bear them up with their hands and they'll keep them in their ways so that they won't even dash their foot against a stone. I thank you, God, Lord, that you go before them and that you make the crooked path straight and the bumpy places smooth. I thank you, Lord, that you're walking with them every step of the way. Thank you that you said you never leave them nor forsake them. I'm thankful, Lord, that my kids are at your right hand and that they're seated in heavenly places and that they get to get a new view. Thank you, Lord, that I get to be their dad and that they get to be my kids. And I thank you, God, that you've preserved my family for such a time as this and that you're preserving them going out and coming in. They're blessed financially. They're blessed spiritually. They're blessed relationally. They're blessed because we serve a mighty God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all I could ask or think according to the power that's working on the inside of them. And keep me from going to Burger King in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, when you pray prayers like that over your family, you'll begin to see things happen. Even those that don't know him, they'll begin, you'll begin to see things change and turn around. Why? You didn't write it. You didn't make it up. God said it, and if he said it, that settles it. I can believe it. I can trust in him. So he says for us to pray consistently. And the point two, pray confidently and confidence. Well, how do you do that? Well, we said this is the confidence that we have in him. Then we pray according to his will. He hears us. Then he says, I can boldly Go to the throne of grace and mercy to find help in time of trouble. He's a very present help in time of trouble. You can bust in there. Hey, Daddy, I need you today because he's that kind of a guy. Amen? Confidence. My kids, it would hurt me if they came in. Father, I come to you today, and I'm just woefully just, I just submit I'm just coming to you because you are all powerful and all knowing. And man, I'm telling you what, I'd be like, get out. Come back in here like you got some sense. They don't do that. Kick the door open. Can you knock? (laughs) 
I'm in here. They bust the door open. Then they come in, and they don't mind asking. And this time, they don't even have to ask because they use scripture on me. Dad, like, why are you eating my food? Dad, like the prodigal son, all you have is mine. <laughs> How are you going to use scripture back on me? You, you said to use the words. They try to act like they're dumb. You said to use the word of God, and so yeah, all, you, all you have is mine. Throw me them keys. Like, no, no, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> but it's the truth. They, they, don't, they, don't, they, don't, they, they don't see it that way. They realize that it is my, it is my joy. It is my pleasure. Fear not, little flock. It is, it is the king's good pleasure. It is the father's good pleasure to give you the keys to the kingdom. Whoo, that's a perspective that you need to fear not. Don't fear. You don't need to be afraid. It is my delight. It is my desire. It is my heart to give you the kingdom. Remember I was telling you about the car? I was driving that car, driving it, and I was, couldn't wait for my little girl to walk outside and see that little black Jeep that I bought her. You should have seen the look on her face. She said, is that for me? I said, that's for you. She goes, thank you. I said, check it out. Check it out. See what, what El Shaddad has bought you. <laughs> El Shaddad has brought you this car. <laughs> I mean, and El Shamam, too, has brought you the car. <laughs> El Shaddad and El Shamam joined together to get you this car. Man, she sat out there in that car for like an hour. I think she turned the windshield wipers on. Just everything, just checking it out. This is my car. My parents bought it for me because they love me. They care about me. I don't have to drive that old car anymore. I get to drive this car, and my brothers get to drive that old nasty car because I got a good car, and, she, and Luke get to drive the car with his knees in his chest, and I get the new car because he's, he's, he's six foot three, and he's driving with his knees, and he had to take the front seat out to drive in the back seat because he's so tall. But he's driving that car, and she got the new car. So I'm just telling you, God has good things in store for you. How do you know? Because he said, I am the God that will do exceedingly. He could have stopped there. He could have stopped there. Abundantly. Could have stopped there, but he didn't because that's the God we serve above all that you could ask or think according to the power that's working on the inside of you. He's a good God. Consistently, confidently, the last one, courageously. Whoo, this is a good one, because I'm, I'm about to go on a rant here in just a minute. Here's my rant. It is time, and we have been, for the church to pray like they've never prayed before. We are facing something that we have never seen before, and I'm not just talking about a pandemic. I'm not just talking about COVID. We are facing forces right now that the enemy is trying to conjure up to destroy the church. He is coming against the church. He is coming against the people of God. He's trying to do everything he can to stop the move of God. But I heard him say that upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not, will not, will not, will not not will not prevail against it so what about this cancel culture you can't cancel god you ain't finna cancel history what about racism isn't it funny how after the election was over all of all of the black lives matter where is that at now well, what's going on is that what, what happened to all the other stuff that was going on tearing down statues and all i'm going on a rant i'm the only one that can say it is it the 28th Last day of Black History Month. I'm coming at you right now. I'm going to give you all I got right now. 
Racism has got to stop in this country, and it's going to start when the church rises up and begins to pray. Now, listen, I'm going to say this. Joe Biden is our president. Kamala Harris is our vice president. We are going to pray for them, and we're going to lift them up in prayer. They, we're going to do everything we can to see that they turn around and see God for who he is. It's going to cause the church to arise and faith arise and his enemies be scattered in Jesus' name. We are facing something we've never faced before, but it's going to take some prayer that we've never prayed before. You can't be praying, now I I lay me down to sleep prayers. You're going to have to fight in the spirit. You're going to have to get on your knees. He said, Billy Graham, for a nation to get back on its feet, we're going to get on our knees and pray courageously. The Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. And that's what we do. We fight. We fight Paul said, I'm not fighting as one who beats his feet, his fists against the air. I'm fighting. I want you to look up here with me for a minute. Satan is after your children. He's after your kids. Yesterday, I laid a 16-year-old to rest for taking his life. And then it messed me up to have to do that funeral yesterday. And I want to tell you, that at the end of that funeral, as my father, spiritual father, Pastor Terry says to me, he said, you may never see any of those people again. You give them the gospel. 14 people gave their lives to Christ yesterday as a result. Somebody's got to stand up and say, you will not have our children. You will not have our churches. You will not have our city. You can't have Carrollton. You can't have Plano. You can't have Frisco. You can't have Louisville. You can't have Garland. You can't have all these other cities that are surrounded. You can't have it because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and it's his, and it belongs to him. You got to become people who pray. Now, I'm going to... Right now, just for a minute, our ushers have some cards that they're going to pass out right now. Just hold them, because I'm going to tell you the reason why we're doing it. I'm going to put a, there's a challenge that I'm putting out to you. These cards have prayers on them that are in the Bible that I want to challenge you to pray every day. There's five of them, so you can at least pray Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But I'm asking you to pray. Let me have one. I didn't, they didn't, you know. As you just as you as you have them. These prayers, these are prayers for you and others. There's a place for you to write your family members on them, a place for you to write your friends and your work associates. There's not a place on here for your pastor, but you need to just add a line right there for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just add a line. But I'm telling you, these are prayers that you can pray over your family. My dad, as you're as you're passing this out, every morning at 5:30, my dad would get us up to pray. Every morning, <laughs> 5.30, integrity music would go on. Integrity, did anybody remember the integrity music? Hosanna praise tape, cassette tapes. Every morning he had it set where it would go off at 5.30. Hosanna. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and he would get us up. When, when I became senior pastor, you heard him say that. He, 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 he said that. He said, Chris learned how to sleepwalk, and I did. I'd be like, thank you, Lord. I learned how to do that. 5.30, every morning, my dad got us up to pray. And he, without fail, we would pray, we would pray. 
and he would pray the word. You want to know why I know so much scripture? It's because I heard my dad quote it every single day. Every day he would quote scripture. I read the Bible. They made, <laughs> this is what they did. They, they, we read seven chapters a day. Some of, your, some of these kids would be like, don't tell my parents that. Anyway, they, they had us read seven chapters a day. My dad prayed with us for an hour and a half every morning at 5.30. And then, and then they, we would have to come to the table with a new verse before we eat, before we would eat. And if you, if you came with the same verse, you'd have to go back and find a, ver, a new verse. I'd be like, Jesus wept. <laughs> my dad would be like, you're going to be weeping with Jesus if you come back to the table with that verse. Come on back here with Jesus wept again. You're going to join him. Everybody got a card? Yes, Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take these cards, and I want you to pray them. Now, here. Here's, here's what I want you to look at. Look at this one here in Ephesians. This is how you pray this. I'm going to teach you how. If you, he's like, well, I don't know how to pray. I'm going to show you how to pray this. Lord, that the God of our Lord and Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, I thank you that you are our Savior, that you are our Lord. You are Lord. You are the King of kings and you're the Lord of lords. You are Jesus. You are the Christ. And thank you, Lord, that the Father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom. Lord, I need the wisdom today. I need the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Lord, I don't know all there is to know, but you are the spirit and have the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And I need that wisdom today, Lord. My wife needs that wisdom today, Lord. My family needs that wisdom today, Lord. My kids need that wisdom today. My parents need that wisdom. They need revelation. Open their eyes so that they can see. Open their eyes so they can see things they've never seen before. Show them great and mighty things that you've never, you said call to me and you would answer and you show us great and mighty things that you know not of. And that in the knowledge of him, Lord, we need knowledge, but I need, in, I need revelation in the knowledge of who you are. Would you show me who you are today? I, I had a revelation yesterday, but I need a new revelation today of who you are. Show me and give me a revelation and the knowledge of who you are. Lord, the eyes of your understanding, my understanding would be enlightened. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my wife's heart. Open the eyes of my children's heart. Open the eyes of those that are around me that, that they may see you. They're looking at things that, they're, that they don't need to be looking at. They're seeing things around them that looks big, but open their eyes so when they see you, they see you in a different light and that you show them something that they've never seen before. And Lord, as you open their eyes of their understanding and it's enlightened that you would show them that you, you Lord, that you would know that they would know the hope of your calling in their lives. Lord, you have called them to great and mighty things. You've called them to you. You've called them out of darkness and into your mar marvelous light. Call them and call them close to your side. And this is what, Lord, they need to know. What is the riches of the glory of their inheritance in the saints? Lord, we have an inheritance in you. You are our inheritance. You are the one that we have. Help us, Lord, to be able to see that with all the saints and here's what we need to see what is the exceeding greatness of your power lord you for thine is the kingdom thine is the power show us your power today in a way that we have never seen and their power is toward us it's toward me it's toward my wife it's toward my children it's toward those that are around me my co-workers those that need help your exceeding great power lord it's, it's it, that power is what i need today to be able to overcome is that power that i need today lord that's going to help me to be able more to be more than conquerors through christ jesus and it's toward me because I believe. And Lord, because I believe, then all doubt has to fall away. Doubt, go in the name of Jesus. Unbelief, go in the name of Jesus. Because I believe in what the word of God says, according to the working of your mighty power that you worked in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Pray 
this prayer, this, all these prayers, you can do the one in Philippians, all over, and then as the Lord shows you different things, write it down, family members, and then right under that pastor, put a pastor right there. But do pray the prayer and let's, I'm telling you, if you, I'm challenging you as a church body to pray these prayers and I guarantee you, you'll begin to see things move. You know why? You didn't write it. It's in the word. He watches over his word to perform it. Isn't that good news? Amen. That's great news. Thank you for listening to the Sojourn Church Podcast. For more messages or content similar to this, please visit our website. If you would like to support our ministry, please visit the first link in the show description or visit sojournchurch.org give.